Is this thing on? Hello, and welcome back to the Essay Voice Podcast. I'm Brian, and we, this is the Essay Voice Podcast, where we talk about things for students, by students, about student life. With me today, we have Bill Crow from the Faculty of Marketing at SLC, and Pam Ovi Armstrong from the Faculty of Marketing at SLC. How are we doing today, folks? Awesome. Happy to be here, uh, Brian. Look forward to the yeah, uh, really looking forward to this for a little while. You know, October's been a bit of a weird month for everyone, so we had some uh, snap foods getting here, but we're here now, and it's really happy to have you on. So I want to ask you both first, how's this transition to online school been going? I know from the student's perspective, it's you guys have been making it easy. How's it been behind the scenes? Pam, go ahead and start if you'd like. Sure. It's, um, you know what, there's been a natural transition um, for all of us. I think uh, people are people. So once we get back past some of the, the basics of technology, um, it's been just boiling it down to, uh, to, to being, I think, the background behind it is we have to be really organized in what, we, in, in what we're, we're prepping. Um, but beyond that, it's really uh, making it relevant for the students um, and looking for different strategies to engage students. Um, but there's been a number of really... Uh, uh, great wins around that too. Getting guest speakers in is super easy now. <laughs> um, the uh, having one-on-one -on -one meetings with the students um, has become really easy um, as well. And so, you know, high-touch engagement, as Bill would often say, his um, when we boil it all down, that's kind of part of our secret sauce. And um, and I think. Uh, we're doing a great job. We're also mirroring for students now the uh, really what's requirement for remote workers. And, um, and that's, um, uh, I couldn't, uh, they're, what students are doing in class now with us is exactly the mirror that they will be seeing then from an employment standpoint uh, for probably quite a long time in terms of figuring out how to work remotely and be effective and communicate well and, um, and all of those, uh, uh, all the requirements that make for, for us to be effective in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I know some projections have us saying we're going to be working like this and for at least, at least until the summer of 2021, but some businesses are prepping for this to be like till 2022. And honestly, at this point, are we ever going to even truly go back to the way it was? Do you, do you have any right. thoughts on this, Bill? How's your, well, how's your tradition been? I just want to go back to uh, maybe add to Pam's answer. Uh, a real tribute to the students uh, in the college system about how they've adjusted. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate. I, I was not involved last winter because I was wintering in, down in the south. And when I returned, I was a little bit nervous. There's no secret about, you know, doing the online teaching. And I have to tell you that I am shocked at how engaged uh, the students are. Now, that's, that's a credit to the students. It's certainly a credit to the faculty and all the support staff and the leadership team that uh, they got them ready. So they're now understanding what it takes to be successful in the classroom, which is the rehearsal for the world of work. So, uh, you know, it's, it really has worked. And Pam is right on that it's easy to have the one-on-one -on -one meetings. It's easy to bring other guest speakers in. Uh, it's, it's easy to be even very, very accessible uh, when a student wants to reach out and have a discussion about an assignment or a career, et cetera. So uh, that's, uh, that's just my little comment there. And where it's going, um, 
obviously technology is going to be part of the puzzle and we're still going to have to have that, that high touch engagement. How do we connect with people uh, that we need to connect with, whether it's an employer, uh, whether it's somebody interviewing you or whether it's a or a colleague. Uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And from my friends in uh, the marketing program, they've been really just ecstatic with how it's been going. And I've been loving how the accounting program has been going. I, I, the high touch thing, I think it's really interesting that we talk, you talk about that because I know in personal life and career life, branding is really important, at least from my perspective. How important do you find it to be with students or professional in the professional career? And how could students work on their branding while at SLC, especially in this digital environment we're working on? Right. Uh, Bill, so start with in, sure. Ready to start, I'll let her go. She's got some oh, sorry. Sure. The uh, so our uh, already in our careers class, the beginning of the semester in second year, we uh, we have students start to take a really deep dive into their careers. I think um, the most important part to that really is um, know thyself. So we do a lot of mm -hmm. we do emotional intelligence testing. We do workplace big five assessments um, to help them better understand you know, where they sit relative to the world. And that then enables them to start to find what, what we would see as their secret sauce. And so how do they set themselves apart in the marketplace? Um, part of that then includes, you know, having a kick-ass kick resume, um, being, um, being ready for uh, informational interviews and doing a lot of informational interviews, um, being set up with a professional profile in LinkedIn, um, and, uh, and also having interviewing skills. So we drill down pretty hard on all of those things to ensure that including that they have uh, um, that their bios look great. Uh, we connect them through the, the bios that they do to employers who are potentially looking for, um, for prospects for placement. And so that's really their first kind of foray into saying, here's my professional self. And, uh, and then it's, it, as we know in life, it, we tweak it forever then. And, uh, but we take a really, we invest a lot of time and energy in the, in the third semester for students to help them, you know, create that, their personal brand. And, um, and, and it serves them very well. Yeah, no, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, Brian, really, when you start to think about it, you know, students that are trying to launch their career, graduates that are launching their career, they got to be visible and they have address visible, whether it be online, whether it be on LinkedIn, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on a Microsoft or a Zoom meeting and you're talking to somebody, so visible. They have to get out there. And uh, the other issue is that the programs that they're taking, uh, they have to have the skills that are relevant. So they've got to have the skills that they can go out and they've got the groceries to get the work done, whether it's your program, Brian, in accounting, our program, uh, nursing program, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then when they get there, that's the other item is they got to perform. You know, they have to deliver every day some kind of value to their employers. And of course, we're all working hard at how we can be different. And so that, that's definitely part of the brand. And, you know, you think about branding, you know, is Coke different than Pepsi? People would argue yes. Is student A different than student B? Yes. And they need to, and talks about that a lot with the personality test, the workplace big five, coaching. And then they got to, and we've talked about it over and over, how do we relate to the people that we're talking to? 
And that becomes an issue. And I use an example uh, yesterday. I was talking to a student because she's working with Pam about her internship. What a great opportunity placement to get some experience. So she reached out to me. We had a nice team discussion. I gave her some names. And at the end of the day, she says, how do you think I should move forward? And I gave her three good leads. And I said, you're shopping. This is about you. You got to find the right experience. And I said, pick up the phone or book a Microsoft team meeting with this person. And you can use my name because I know those people. And we joke about it. Sometimes it's password Pam Armstrong or it's password Bill Pro. And every faculty has got a password uh, to lead people. And, uh, and then do a great job, which is substantiate that they do a great job every day. So that's sort of the branding principles. They're not mine, but they're applicable to personal marketing. Um, you know, I was looking at a student that's been out for a few years this morning. Her resume is spectacular, but there's probably three or four adjustments. Pam knows because she's got the resume on her desk also, that she just needs to tweak and that she'll be ready for her next move during her career journey. So branding is a big part of the puzzle. And there's no secret, we have lots of resources at the, at the school to help our students with career strategy. We've got the Career Center, we've got the faculty, we've got the... Oh no. I think he froze. Uh, technical <laughs> issues. Is, you know what, it's, but it's okay, right? There's the, the, techni the technical issues that, that come up now, this is just par for the course. And it's, yeah. I, I think we were all really fearful of that in the early stages. And now it's take a deep breath and move on. It'll be okay. And yeah. I mean, this morning it was kind of hilarious in setting this up because the hydro completely went off in my house and I'm like, oh wow, I need oh, to figure no. this out. And, and I did, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And so part of, and even speaking to that, part of the bigger piece to this, and we've been hearing it from our program advisory committees, um, is helping students understand how to problem solve and work through how do I get the, the, the point to get, we think whether it's in our careers or in school, you know, it's point A to point B is a straight line. It's never a straight line. <laughs> it's a reality. And oh. I think the, the situation that we have now globally is, has made that even a little bit more um, divergent in some ways and in other ways, a little bit, a, a little bit more direct actually. Um, so as, as harsh as this is around for the families enduring and, and suffering through, uh, you know, loss and, and illness, um, there are, from a, from a business and, and certainly from an educational standpoint, there are also really great glimmers of opportunity and, and life happening that, um, that I don't think we could have ever envisioned um, before this. I, I fully agree with you, and especially when you're talking about the problem solving aspects. Like myself personally, my laptop went down yesterday and I had to figure out a quick fix for that. And just like yeah. problem solving things in general, right? Like all we're trying to do in yeah. life is give yourself as many as many lock picks as you can to solve any problems. And I, I think that's a right. huge part of branding, right? Like right. obviously I'm, I'm just going to school for accounting, but I'm still trying to develop skills to be multifaceted and to be, me be able to yeah. transition into other aspects down the road. And that's, that's all part of it. And Absolutely. I think you actually touched on like some of these sizable changes our society is 
going on these days. And like, yeah. I've been using the LinkedIn learning feature a good bit because I think mm -hmm. it's a fantastic opportunity that that's yeah. set up for us. And to be able yeah. to use that and look at some of these other skill courses online, like Skillshare, Udemy, all these things, they're all really useful. And yeah. I don't know, what are, I guess, what are some lessons that you've learned that students can use to their advantage while dealing with this? Right. So there's a number of things, and even in the transition initially um, from in the, in the spring, um, where I had a number of students, we had about 90 students on placement, most of whom were able to transition to working remotely um, at home to complete their placements. And I was just going through the records and so many of those students actually got jobs from those placements, which even in the, you know, the harshest of circumstances, I think is heartening to know. Yeah. Um, and but what it, and in the cases where they couldn't um, continue with their placement, we had them utilize LinkedIn Learning um, and uh, and work on then uh, again their je ne sais quoi or their secret sauce. Where is it that you want to learn more and you want more certifications or micro credentials that are going to help set you apart? And so, I'm what I'm seeing happen now with the students is we've we've got quite a really um, broad smorgasbord of courses um, in the second year of classes that allowed them to try a little bit of search engine optimization, um, uh, 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 customer relationship management, IMC, integrated marketing communication, um, uh, entrepreneurship, um, working with uh, both digital and, um, and creative media. And so they have, they start to have a sense of, I really love that, right? And we need to know a little bit about all of it, but based upon their areas that they really love, um, they, they can then go and take a deeper dive with that independently with things like LinkedIn learning. And then back to your point around how do they brand themselves, bring it back to, uh, bring it back and put it on your social media. You know, this, your LinkedIn is really your resume. So celebrate your success around that and start to build a community um, with whom you're interested, where you have common interests. And um, ultimately those connections will, will serve people really, really well in terms of getting, um, opening doors and moving their careers forward. I think that's a fantastic bit of advice and looking forward. So obviously you can start to see how important networking is. And I'm sure the students hear that a lot from their faculty. Pam's oh, just, just a bit. That, right? You got to circulate to percolate, but who are the right people that we need to, to connect with down the road? And word of caution there, however, it's one thing to talk about network. We call it pitch and catch in our world, Pam's world okay. and my world, that it's got to be just you don't want to you don't want to just reach out to somebody because you need something from them yeah. how do we connect and it's a two-way relationship maybe pam likes to read a certain from a certain author and i come across an article that maybe she hasn't seen yet i send it off mm -hmm. um you know i was on twitter last night and i saw a guest speaker who's just joined a new company in ottawa and the article was about the space he was in well i sent it off to him and all of a sudden then we had five or six back and forth texts to connect it was fun uh so so i just use that as an as, as an example of how we've got to learn how to network properly you know and is our networking you know so there's a real strategy to that yeah creating commonality and creating points of interest and intersection with other people i think is a huge thing in life yeah brian so, you look at you just as an example i think of you i met yeah. you in first year you weren't a student of mine i went to a networking event yeah. 
I'd we'd walk up and down the hall. You're much taller than I am, so it was easy to easy for you to find me. Uh, we'd talk a little bit in the hall. Then I now play at a, a the private golf club that you uh, you're a worker, you're an employee there, and all the people that you've you've met, we've talked about all these individuals that are so impressed with your customer service, and you have an accounting background, and some of the people I've given you some insight into. Yeah, yeah. You know, Interesting people. Uh, you're uh, you know these are influ these are managers, owners, professionals, and executives, which we call mopes. Uh, you know, that they actually are the individuals that could actually change your life. So yeah. you're going to find your door, whether it be at the college or on LinkedIn or at the Cataraqui Golf Club, et cetera. And that's why I love the campaign the college has got going right now about find your door. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I haven't looked too much into that. Could, could you talk about Yes, that? you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree, though. It's, as I said, it's, it is all about finding your own pathway. And actually, that's one of the first things when, when the program started last year. Uh, that something that is, I think every single one of my professors has talked about finding your own path and how success isn't linear and your career isn't linear. And I think that that's a really good way to look at just how the world is changing and how, especially with this online world. But what are some ways that you two have seen the marketing world change in the past decade, two decades? Like how much has technology affected you guys? Mm -hmm. Pam. So most certainly it's there. There's no question about it. Technology is a factor um, uh, on, on many fronts. Um, and when we boil it down, all down, people are people are people, and they're really important. Um, from when we think of an IMC mix, um, the the community as part of the communication mix, sales is is still number one in terms of uh, turning those keys and making those sales, uh, or making the um, creating a lifetime value with a customer is all about engagement and people. So the data is critically important. There is no question about that. Um, and I think there's a huge hurrah in, in and among our, our faculty uh, with, um, we certainly, in the last couple of years, we've revised our curriculum to include a lot around um, data analysis, um, uh, customer relationship management, um, which you know, are if if that's your jam, then they're a bit of a license to print money, and it's um, and all of them still do boil back to people, right? So whether it's so developing still all of those communication skills, I don't see them being mutually exclusive in terms of their importance. Um, yeah. Bill, do you want to have anything to add? Well, you, you know, just listening to Pam speak, it gets me thinking and she creates, she does that. She'll create some disturbance in one's mind, but, you know, to make it relevant to the students, you know, like Pam is talking about, at the end of the day, we're in the people business. And by the way, we sell stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we're in the people business at St. Lawrence College and we have to do market, sell, education and hope and career significance, career success. So, so that's, that's, that's something to take a look at. And, you know, we're in the people business and by the way, we rent money. That would be, you could argue that that's an, a bank and they sell money and they rent money. Uh, we're in the people business and we provide financial planning services. But so 
we start to think about careers, which is the thrust of your message. Mm. Pam is 100% right. It's about people. So yeah. when, you, when I sit back and I think of my career and I think of uh, giving performance reviews, et cetera, at the end of the day, we get evaluated on two things. What, is the, what are the personal characteristics of that individual? Is she or he nice? Do they have a good attitude? You know, um, do they come to work and try to help other people? Which you could argue bleeds into, which is personal characteristics, and then also performance. You know, did they analyze the data properly? Did they look after the patient properly? Uh, did the patient's family appreciate how that nurse uh, did what they did? Or did the personal trainer get me to the next level? But were they nice? Like, so what was their style? And, you know, that's a big challenge because we're all different. And how do we, and Pam refers to it, what is our jam? You know, what is our jam, but what is their jam? So mm -hmm. for the students that are graduating, what interests my boss, what interests the customers I'm serving, what interests my colleagues should fascinate me. And that's a principle that we talk about all the time in marketing the customer's king, the customer's queen. But what interests the customer fascinates me, but what yeah. my colleagues should interest them, that should fascinate me. So we have to be interested in others. And Pam's referring to that. And that's part of the secret sauce for the people that we've noticed that have gone on to have incredible careers that have come yeah. through the halls of St. Lawrence College. Yeah. It's Sorry, go ahead. I find the underlying psychology elements of that fascinating because a lot of it is about emotional intelligence and the ability to read and react to other people. But sorry, what were you going to say, Pam? Yeah, no, just to, and to give you a sense of, of, you know, some of the changes, I think, to, I, I'm not sure that I really answered your question to begin with, but to give you some okay. of, a sense of some of the changes that we made in our curriculum. So we're including things like design and digital experience, marketing mm -hmm. metrics and analysis. Um, the certainly retail strategies has been um, dramatically changed where we're now utilizing um, students actually come in and they run a whole e-commerce platform. And in fact, our faculty was part of developing a full badging program with Shopify um, that has now, you know, the number of students who are leaving us now and going into or graduating and going into stores or to, to uh, um, set up e-commerce um, opportunities in business, we were the edge of the wedge on that three years ago and they're soaring now, right? Like yeah. Shopify yeah. has is now the uh, top capitalized business in Canada. And so, yeah. um, you know, we, I'm, I'm really proud that we are, I would say the edge of the wedge as it relates to that and the skill set that the students come away with. Now it may not, it may or may not be their jam to, to be running a, an e-commerce platform, but they all need to know about it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, and for many of them, they do want to do that. And it's something that they may perhaps never even considered. Um, other courses now, our newer ones include marketing analytics, um, customer relationship management as its own sort of CRM, where we're looking at, you know, Salesforce and that lifetime value of our customer and drilling down on the data, um, digital and content marketing, right? It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. So we've, I think, 
um, been in, our timing has been excellent in, you know, in pushing the envelope relative to the courses that we were, um, that we're working on and, uh, and, and getting our, having, making our students ready for the future yeah. and exposing them to, uh, you know, uh, uh, that smorgasbord of these are all the opportunities and the variations that can happen within your career and where do you want to uh, uh, make your mark? There, there's the secret right there. So for any student taking any program, what is trending in their, in their industry? So, and I think Pam has really hit the opportunity for all of our students. So if you're in engineering, when was the last time you were on Indeed looking at the opportunities and where the careers are? Uh, or, you know, you're, you're in a different program. How do we understand that? We've, we've had a, a tactic over the years at the college, you know, in the School of Business, where we bring in graduates, we bring successful executives in so that the student can, can see what could be behind that door. Mm. And so that they can sort of identify but there's so many career opportunities in every discipline, whether it's marketing, accounting, nursing, engineering, that they need to also do some work and we need to have the right courses, which I believe every faculty is working hard on that. What are the courses to expose them to the world outside of the halls of St. Lawrence College? Uh, you know, and Pam's example of Shopify is right on. You know, I have, I have a student coming in or a graduate that's that, uh, that is speaking a couple of weeks after the break about her career at Shopify and how she pivoted from a different career to Shopify, which is great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and actually, as someone that did that, uh, the first level Shopify badge last year, I had a lot of fun with that. I, I mean, cool. Once I, I loved it. And actually, yeah. I, I've actually done a couple of them in my free time recently just because it is interesting to me. My, my girlfriend, she has, she's been making, uh, making some dice for this uh, board game we play and she's doing some stuff like that. So I'm, I've been playing around with making a little website just to see if I can make, get something going off the side. But we talked a lot about our careers and stuff like that so far. I want to ask you guys, how do you develop work-life balance? Like how do you maintain that with, mm -hmm. while teaching and also having your like other jobs as well? Like it's, it seems like you guys have a lot going on. Well, well, I don't. Anymore, okay. Because I'm sort of rewiring, right? I, you know, I, I retired five years ago from the college, but I'm still teaching. But I used to be a hamster. Okay. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not particularly proud of that, even though, you know, I've, uh, I've had an ama amazing family and my wife put up with me for 42 years and still hanging in there. That, that would be one of the, the comments that I would make that the new generation, the generation in our halls right now, understands work-life balance better than I did. Okay. So I, I, I think that's something that, uh, you know, I applaud their approach. And, you know, it took me a little while to sort of wake up and, you know, in the race, in the game, you know, writing books and doing consulting and teach, 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 and touch, touch, touch with the students that yeah. I had to make some changes. Uh, and it's been, it's been a positive thing. So I learned from that the hard way. I didn't have any kind of a health issue or whatever, but I just needed to make that change. The work-life balance is a big, big discussion now that we have with students. So what are you doing for exercise? You know, um, you know I, I understand that. So I'm lucky. I get up early. I, I've got a nice situation in my basement where I can go and exercise. I went for a walk for an hour this morning. 
when I'm done with you, Brian, you may see me. I'm going to play golf today because it's not snowing. Yep. I'll be there. But, the work, but, the, but there, there's a, I just could go on and on. There's 168 hours. However, I do say there's a time to dig in and get the work mm. done. And there's a time to chill out and have that other life balance. And people have got to figure out what their temperature is. Pam has a different thought. Like I've watched students that, you know, are workaholics like I am or was. Uh, and then I've seen other people that are workaholics, which is a dangerous thing because yeah. work is demanding. And depending on your capacity, sometimes it takes some of us longer to do a task than others. So all of a sudden they look at it and they go, holy smokes, I worked 92 hours last week. And so Pam has a different thought on it. And I think that's what's nice about having two of us out here talking about work-life balance. Yeah, it's important. And you know, I, I learned from my wife a little bit about it because she did a good job. I've learned from my kids about it. And I've learned from some of our students and graduates. Pam, Pam will be interesting. I'll be looking forward to Pam's because Pam's a worker. Like she works hard. I can't keep up with her. Go ahead, Pam. <laughs> I wonder if we lost Pam though. She seems to have frozen. She's froze. Yeah. She'll uh, come back too. Yeah. So, you know, so that's my comment, but you know, Brian, what are your thoughts? What are you seeing about work-life balance? There's Pam. Good. Yeah, I'm finished yep, with it. I loop back out too. I look forward to your, your, your answer, uh, Pam, on the work-life balance, you know? Sure. Well, and I think I, I, for me, there's been an evolution relative to work-life balance. And in my, I'm a graduate of the of the college, uh, mm. it, it, the and went on to bootstrap a, an international business with offices in Toronto and New York, and worked long, long hours and mm. loved it. And then three kids, no mat leave, and. Uh, you know, we had accumulated a certain level of success within the business. And I did at one point just say, you know what, I, I want to enjoy this family that we've got. And um, to many people's uh, surprise, I was, I was quite comfortable in also saying, nope, I'm going to sell. We're my business partner and I sold the business. Um, we relocated to Kingston. I live on an island. I'm... Uh, I kind of feel like, and then I started exploring teaching with the college and loved it and still continued to work hard with my getting my MBA and doing some, you know, working with the Enactus team and that sort of thing or helping develop the Enactus team. And I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur, I think by nature and my yeah. fortune in working with the college and students is that the, I, I can be entrepreneurial with the college. Okay. Speaking to the work-life balance though, I've just learned to start to say no. Right. And at some point I, I did, I do just, I, I'm pretty good about, um, I do not get to all my emails. It's impossible. I have too many of them. Um, there's, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not really apologizing for that. I do as much as I can within, um, and I would still say I work pretty hard and I try and work smart around it too. When I, I actually turn my computer off, I do not look at emails. Um, so if somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, we sent an email at 11 o'clock, I don't care because I'm not looking at it. I do not. <laughs> so, um, you know, and so I'm pretty good about that. Marking would be the only thing that I allow to creep into. You know, my regular workday would start, you know, kind of eight to five um, uh, in the home environment, which is now even super highly efficient, I would say, because I'm not, I don't have any travel time. 
right? And um, so the work-life balance for me is also helped posture by my husband of 37 years where, you know, he just comes knocking at the office door with a glass of wine and says, in hand and says, hey, honey, it's time to get the hell out of there. You're done now, <laughs> yeah. So, you're Pam, done now. And so um, I'm... Pam, what uh, would you, what would, I want to jump in, what would you say to students that have graduated on that question? Like, because, you know, I know we, mm, we sort of, both of us yeah. waded into sort of our strengths and our weaknesses on work-life balance. Um, yep. But what, what, did, what have you noticed yourself? Because, you know, you, you work so closely with students about how they manage work-life balance as they launch their career. Brian, you see where I'm going? I'm not trying to... Because, yeah. because our generation, we, were, we worked mm -hmm. hard. And I'm yeah. not suggesting... And the other, this new generation works smart and hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have you noticed, Pam? I'm just curious. Uh, I, I think that there's a whole, uh, I, I think the next generation is doing a better job than we had around how they prioritize things in their life. And it's not completely about money. And yeah. um, a lot of it is around lifestyle and the culture of the organizations that they're working in. I think that continues and will continue to be, uh, especially in a world of uh, where, where we are working remote, the organizations still have a culture that they bring to the table um, for their uh, employees to work within. And that I see as being increasingly important for our students. Um, I still think when you're earlier, there's, there is still an element of you've got to pay your dues. And um, it's typically easier to pay your dues when you're younger and you have less um, overhead, if you will, homes and families and kids and all of that. So yeah. um, it's, it's not that those dues don't still have to be paid. I think they do. And, I, and for the most part, the students that I see being, um, or the grads that I see being successful, you know, they, they jump in. And, but how they prioritize, I ha we had a guest speaker in who's a, a very successful entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, been on Dragon Sand multiple times. And, yeah, you know, cool. him talking about the culture of, uh, it, for him, it's a lot less about money and more about the lifestyle of and having the challenge um, mm -hmm. uh, at the forefront. And, and I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm not sure I've if noticed, I answered your question. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. think you did. I, I've noticed it too. It's not personally. That's kind of one of my goals. Is like uh, one of my end games is to get to a point where I can affect change. And it's not necessarily about being wealthy or anything like that. It's, it's about actually getting a position where I can help affect change in a positive dynamic by yeah. and using some of these things we're talking about. But unfortunately, I think we do need to cut it off here because we are running long. Because you guys, well, are giving some amazing answers that I've been loving hearing about it. Is there anything else you guys want to shout out before we head out? Uh, anything pauses, anything like that? So the last piece of advice from me would always be, um, we all, every time we go to do something new, we experience what we call the imposter syndrome, where yes. it's, there's a fear factor that goes with, you know, venturing into something new. Um, just go for it, right? Mm. I, I always ask myself the question, what's the worst that could happen? Usually the worst is not, you know, life-threatening, right? So if it's, if it's not life-threatening, 
you ask for some lifelines, talk to, talk to your, your mentors or your peers or your, or your profs um, to say, I, I'm interested in doing this. Um, there's support there often from, uh, I, don't, I think Bill and I and, and our whole faculty team with Pauline and Kathleen and our other part-time and sessional folks, um, I don't know that they've ever said no to a request to, to have a chat around that kind of thing. So um, yeah. jump in, jump in and just go for it and see. You'll, you will probably be pleasantly surprised by what you experience and, um, and realize how very capable you are. And um, I, the future is bright. The future is bright for our, our grads. My, I'm my, very optimistic. Yeah, my comment, and you know, I think Pam's really articulated a great approach. Uh, I've always felt that uh, all of the future leaders, future great citizens, future great employees or employers, if they're entrepreneurs, the, the ticket for them is to realize very quickly they are two, three, four, five people away from their life changing. So they need to pay attention to the people that they're going to meet during their journey and how those individuals could really share some wisdom for it to be a game changer in their career. So that would be my, the one comment. And the only other comment is outside of the education and reading textbooks and course content, you know, whatever field those students are in, read more. You know, that leaders yeah. are readers, and I know I, we have fun with that, but, you know, continue to read more. So careers, what kind of, what colors your parachute's a great book. There's yeah. so many good books in our library. There's so many great books at Chapters and Indigo about yeah. what we all can do to be better. And, uh, and I think that's, that would be my comment. So Brian, I congratulate you. I, I know you're going, you're doing some great things at the college and, uh, uh, you're doing a lot of things. You've jumped in. You're on the SA. You're working part time. You're you're in second year accounting. Yeah. So you're a good role model for lots of us. I appreciate yeah. that. And as someone that was uh, pretty terrified of even public speaking up to a year or two ago, now working as a food server <laughs> and you know, podcasting all these things, it's a bit of a jump. But yeah. I'm getting used to. It. So yeah, I yeah. thank you both very much for coming on. I think you guys have imparted some awesome wisdom, and I I greatly appreciate it. Um, so for everybody else out there. Follow us, please, on YouTube, uh, the Voice Podcast, Instagram, at SA Voice Podcast. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And goodbye for now.